0: You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. If you are ready to know exactly how to rapidly grow your business without sacrificing your sanity, then you need to get inside savvy and seductive CEO. If you're in the coaching industry and you feel like everybody has it figured out, you wonder if you're missing something, you constantly worry that you just aren't business savvy enough to make this work. And you're asking yourself, when will it be my turn to make more money while working less? If this resonates with you, you are definitely not alone. This is exactly how I felt for years in my business. And now I'm sharing with you my process that has helped me go from seeing an average one to two new clients per month to seeing 30 new clients within the span of eight weeks while keeping my sanity intact. I want to help you feel organized and at ease knowing that your business is always working for you, even while you're sleeping, by sharing with you my process that guides your dream clients to find you, trust you, and pay you without having a million DM conversations that go on for days so you can have more time to focus on your zone of genius without sacrificing your profit don't miss the program that will give you everything you need to build the foundation for a thriving online service-based business so you can stop the cycle of burning yourself out or burning your business to the ground. I created this program because I believe you deserve the chance to build a thriving business, a business that thrives when you spend more time in your zone of genius, take more time off, and have the space to access the real freedom and flexibility you've been craving. That's why you create this business, right? <laughs> so get on the waitlist and learn more by visiting my website at beccajocavanaugh.com forward slash Savvy and Seductive CEO, or go to the link down in the show notes. By signing up for the waitlist, you will get access to my successful solo CEO series sent straight to your inbox as a free gift. I'm so excited to see you inside. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, babes. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I'm just so excited to have you here. So today we are talking about, or kind of answering the question, are you running a business or an expensive hobby? So how to really know that if you are running a legitimate business or an expensive hobby. So first off here, there's absolutely no judgment because we all kind of start off our businesses as an idea and, you know, sometimes that can look like a hobby and there is a lot of mindset about how you can treat your business and we usually will treat our businesses like hobbies, because maybe you've never really owned a business, maybe you feel like you don't really know what you're doing and there's some insecurities within that, and or maybe you've at least convinced yourself that you just don't know enough um, to really own this business. So those are some of the things that can kind of get us into this hobby-like mindset unintentionally or subconsciously. So I want to kind of go over some of the signs that maybe you're treating your business like a hobby and then kind of break that down a little bit deeper on the shifts that you can make today to shift out of that mindset and create a business that's actually pleasurable, profitable, all the things. So signs that you are treating your business like a hobby, number one is you're not profiting even after years into your business. So businesses make money and hobbies usually do not, right? So again, no judgment here, but if you are not profiting, especially if you're like at least six months in, I would say in your business and you're not seeing those results and you've been showing up and all the things and you're not seeing that profit, that's a huge sign that, maybe this is more so a hobby right now, an expensive hobby at that. And then number two is you want your business to be the sole avenue for your entertainment, for your creativity, and your expression. This is a really big and sneaky one, and I can't wait to break that one down a little bit deeper so that we can get a sense of what I'm talking about. The third one here is feeling like you are very inconsistent. So sometimes like you pick it up and you're doing great and sometimes you just don't and you don't really know how or when you fall off. You just kind of do. So it's kind of this very like floating around energy. So if you relate to any one of these or maybe even all of these, you might be treating your business more so like a hobby rather than a business. Now knowing this, we can dive a little bit deeper into some of the reasons this may be happening and how you can shift that. So whether that is a mindset or strategy piece, we're going to break each one of those down. So let's start with you're not profiting and you don't really know where your money is coming from or going. So the strategy piece behind this is obviously like tracking your money. This is something that many business owners, especially newer ones, avoid. And this is the easiest trap that will keep you in this hobby-like mindset instead of being a legit business owner. It is so crucial to gain information on what is going on with your money. If you don't know if you are profiting or you don't know how much you're profiting or you don't know how much your expenses are, like that's the first part to really uncovering. So writing out your all your expenses, all your completed sales, do you have any projected sales, like any of those things, being able to track all that and being really transparent with yourself and how much money you're actually making. And maybe you don't really have any clients yet. So this is where you want to be starting, right? So how are you selling? How are you showing up? How are you building relationships? And how are you making offers, right? So if you feel like you're missing one of these and you're asking yourself all these questions, like especially the one around the offer piece, because if your potential clients have no way to pay you, then that's the first thing to really start becoming a legit business is People paying you and people becoming clients in your world. So the reminder here is that businesses make money. So therefore businesses sell. If you're feeling like you can't really sell or you're struggling with that, you're struggling with making offers, that's probably the biggest reason why you are not profiting. So there are some mindsets behind this. So if you are afraid to look at your money, this is where stepping into that CEO mindset really will transform your business. A CEO is not afraid to look at their money. They don't they don't take like they don't look at their money or lack thereof and look at it and take it personally. So they look at it from this place of like it's all data. It's all being able to project how well business is going or what needs to change. This is information, and when you, let's say, make your offers and sell them, sometimes we can get really lost in the fears of rejection and failure, and you can let money fuel that fire of that rejection, that anxiety, and that failure, or you can let it be a tool for your growth by seeing it as data and information on what needs to change or what feels like it's not really working. And sometimes money isn't the, I mean, most of the time, money isn't the only indicator on what can change in your business. It's also how you feel, right? So making sure that your relationship with money is good, right? Um, The money that you are making or are not making in your business has only the meaning that you really give it. So focus more on how you can serve on a deeper level. How can you show your potential clients that your offers will help them transform? How can you shift your focus to better your marketing, your engagement, et cetera, like besides just the measurement of how much profit that you've made? So going back to that feeling, like how does it feel to show up in your business? And that can be an indicator of something not working as well. So if we're just focusing on just profit, also being focused on like how getting that profit makes you feel. So maybe you are profiting in your business, but it doesn't feel good, or you're promoting things that don't feel aligned anymore. Like that's also an indication that something's not working, right? And going back to, you know, the measurement of profit not being the sole focus, how can you make all of this counts. So if you're feeling good about showing up, if you're feeling good about being consistent, if you are getting engagement in other areas, if you are seeing growth in other areas, you just haven't seen it in your business bank account yet, like how can you make all of that count and let that be evidence that you are so close to making the profit and making sure, again, the reminder is making sure people can pay you. (laughs) Make it easy to have people pay you is going to expedite these business results because you can have all the engagement in the world, but nobody knows how they can find you to pay you. Then that's probably what's happening. That's probably the gap, right? Okay. So the next one that we have here is you want to your business to entertain you or be your sole avenue for creativity and expression. So this is a big one here that I think is very sneaky and something that we don't often think about. I think capitalism really likes to think that everything is our sole focus. Like our society is really obsessed with us having like everything be a sole focus. And so I like to think of this as my, like, I like to think of my business as a relationship. And in a relationship, I also really subscribe to the belief that no one person can be your everything. Like if you are having your partner be the only person to that will give you love and affection and emotional holding and entertainment and adventure and pleasure and all of these things, like that's just not realistic. But yet we do that with our business as well. And like I said, I think our society is just really obsessed with one person or one thing being the thing. And When in reality, it's all these other things that are going to give us the most fulfillment and it's the accumulation of all those things that actually brings out different sides of us and that is where we find fulfillment. So we grow when we are in community and have support from different people in our lives and when we prioritize ourselves instead of waiting for somebody to prioritize us Um, that is when the magic really happens. Like when you wait for your business to prioritize you, then you're in a, you are in for a world of heartache, right? Because it's not your business's job to fulfill all of your needs. Your business can be fulfilling and you can find some fulfillment in that, but it's not the only place in your life that you can be fulfilled. And by putting that pressure on it, we set ourselves up for way more stress, disappointment and unnecessary resentment. When we don't see the things, like when things aren't going our way in our business, we make it mean something so much bigger because we've pressurized. We put all of our creativity and expression and fulfillment into this one avenue. So the shift needs to happen is, the shift that needs to happen is by you seeking out fulfillment in other areas of your life. Like instead of forcing your business to be your business and your hobby, like find a hobby, (laughs) you know, like if you're putting so much pressure on your business to bring you connection, find connection in other areas of your life. And so I like to think of this as like in your strategy, you really want to focus in on simple and give yourself permission for it to be boring. (laughs) And There is so much magic that can happen. When our businesses are boring, like going back to the relationship analogy, when you are used to like this toxic cycle in relationships or there's really high highs and really low lows and arguing turns into like this really passionate lovemaking and just, it's unhealthy and you know it is, right? And there's just this, this emotional roller coaster. And so when you get into a stable, like healthy relationship where things are kind of level the majority of the time, it can feel really fucking boring, (laughs) but you know that it's worth it. You know that you can find excitement in other ways. Like this was something that I had a pattern for myself and, you know, exploring with my partner today and watching him grow and us dreaming together is Now something that's really exciting to me when in the beginning, it didn't feel that way, right? I was so focused on trying to pick a fight or trying to do this or trying to do that in order to like prove the relationship was good and passionate and all these things. And I really had to redefine what passionate meant for me. And at first it felt boring because I was just so used to that constant struggle And I really had to redefine that struggle didn't mean love, right? Like fighting all the time didn't mean love. And that kind of goes the same for your business. Like struggling doesn't mean or hustling, right? When we go into this mindset of like hustle and grind and struggle, like doesn't make you any more worthy of having success. Like that's not an indicator that your business is working like it, (laughs) like having it feel boring can actually be an indicator that's working. Like, boring in your business looks like being consistent and having a simple process, launching one thing at a time, perfecting the things that you already are doing instead of trying to create all these new different things, working on your mindset, repeating your processes over and over again and perfecting them. Like, this is where the real work is and the real results happen. And it's not in these, like, huge, chaotic emotional launches and outbursts and like burning your business down and like having these really high income months like sure like maybe that's fun on some level but at the same time it's so upsetting like the high highs and the very low lows right so being able to remain grounded in your energy and in your process and being willing to work that over and over and over again is really the where the results actually happen And I say this in the most loving way, but your business is not just about you. This is where your strategy starts to shift from making it about what you want and what you want to gain versus what your clients want and what your clients actually need and what your clients want your help with. If you're so focused on only what you want and what's exciting to you and what's creative and fun for you you lose sight of what the of the transformation that you can actually provide for your clients who are dying to work with you. If you're so focused on trends or what's exciting you at the moment or what the next big thing is, when you have a system that you probably use every day that your clients want in on, but you're like, ah, eh, that's too boring because it's boring for you because you've done it. So this is also a reminder that, like, what's boring to you may be really exciting and fun for someone else and might be something that they actually really want and want access to, right? But if you're constantly telling yourself, like, oh, this is boring, it's because it, it you do it all the time because you're used to it, right? Um, You're used to that structure. You're used to that being a habit, but to somebody else, it might blow their fucking mind, right? But if you're so focused on like all the different things that you want to be doing, and I say this as a generator who like loves to follow my instincts and loves to follow what's lighting me up at the moment there is so much power to just be grounded in the things that i know are always going to light me up that are always going to feel good in some capacity even if it's not that like super high high like oh my god I'm so inspired right like I can be so inspired by let's say human design um I've gotten into like I have a lot of moments where I get into like financial stuff that I really like to learn about but like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like okay now i'm gonna go teach on this or now i'm going like no it it still gets to be a part of me and something i'm learning but i don't need to like integrate every piece of me into my business or everything that's lighting me up at the time right i get to focus on what i'm really good at and maybe that seems boring to me but i also know it can be really exciting for you guys right okay so the question here is like how can you keep it simple and find excitement in the mundane. And the last one that we're gonna go for here today is you are inconsistent and sometimes you show up, sometimes you don't, and you don't really keep track on like what days are good or what days are bad. You're just showing up, right? Like you're just kind of showing up or not showing up and that's kind of where we're at. So this may be some tough love, but you have to decide. Is your business something that you want to pursue? Because nobody will be there to hold you accountable. Unless you like hire me or a coach, but even then a coach is not meant to hold your hand or constantly check in on you, right? They're there to like help you strategize and be there for you and like help, you know, you can pick their brain a little bit. They're there to like hold you to a higher standard of your desires and help you shift any of those mindsets. But at the end of the day, you have to take on that responsibility. Your business is waiting for you to pursue it. It won't move on its own. There's no such thing as this like passive business. And I, you know, that might be controversial, but I don't really believe in passive income. Um, There's still a lot of movement and work that goes into it. So when it comes to owning a business, it is fueled by your energy. And so the first piece here is deciding Even if you need to decide over and over and over and over again, which you most likely will. So deciding that your business will work, deciding that you will work it until it works, deciding that this is the business for you, deciding that, you know, there is data and information to be had and learnings to be had from like failing, um, deciding that your success is inevitable, deciding that you're worth the investment, you're worth the work just decide. Really, you have to decide. And you have to be willing to decide over and over and over again. And by embodying your CEO self, like really asking your CEO self, like how would she show up? How would she sell in these moments of uncertainty or, you know, exhaustion? How would she create a plan? How would she show up in her day-to-day and also in her launches and with her clients? So really being able to create a plan for yourself is something that can be very beneficial. you got to take ownership of you and be self-responsible. And part of that is creating a plan that's going to feel most aligned for you and prioritizing habits that are going to take you into this more solo CEO mindset. So prioritize your business like you would a job. When you have a job, you know that if you don't show up or you don't work on your tasks, whatever, you will be fired, right? So you have to have that same fierceness and consistency for your business. And not saying that, you know, you need to work 40 hours a week, but like even showing up just like two hours a day, right? Showing yourself that like, I'm still checked in and I'm in this business, right? Because your business will kind of fire you in its own regard, right? And firing, you know, in your business could look like, you know, you won't be really making money that you want. You won't, you will be feeling overwhelmed. You're going to feel bad about, you know, maybe having these more inconsistent habits. You're going to get stuck more often. You're going to be stuck in this kind of indecision more often, right? And by having a plan or remaining consistent, this is where we kind of Pair the system and the structure with the more pleasure, um, creativity, inspiration pieces, right? Because you need to have some form of system to keep you going just like kind of a job would. So I would really invite you to get curious as well, like asking yourself, why does this feel so hard? Like if you're really struggling being consistent, why is this hard? Do you need to implement maybe a schedule or a strategy, or do you need to focus more on your mindset around showing up in your business? Do you need to re, you know, look at or audit how you're actually showing up in your business and scratch anything that doesn't feel aligned? Maybe you're overwhelming yourself and being stuck in that freeze mode, right? So really asking yourself. And I know that showing up feels hard when you don't really have that return on investment just yet. But this is exactly how you're going to create results for yourself in these daily moments that will compound over time. That's something that's so powerful about owning your own business is that it's a snowball effect. And the time you've invested is never, ever, ever wasted. It's not like how you clock into a job where you do your tasks and then you go home and you repeat again the next day. The work you're doing today could pay off today, but it also could pay off five years from now. If you remain consistent and continue to take the necessary steps and making the right decision for that moment, right? So to kind of wrap this up, the final reflection question that I really want to invite you in or kind of think about is how can you do an audit on your business? So what areas of your, of your business are you treating like a hobby or something that is optional? And if you're feeling like you're showing up as more of a hobby and not so much a business, this is a time to be very real for yourself. Self-awareness, self-responsibility, self-trust, all of those are very necessary to become a CEO, not just of your life, but especially your business, right? So ask yourself about these things that you're auditing, like, is this valid? Does this actually feel good? what would your CEO self have to say about these things that you put on the list, right? And then redefine. Pivot as you go. Maybe it's a mindset shift or a reframe. Maybe you need to do some self-coaching, but also there's maybe these things are just like, well, I actually don't really need this. And I was kind of telling myself that I needed this for my success, but now I'm finding that that didn't even feel good and I don't actually need these things, right? And so I'm able to shed that off of my to-do list and double down on the things that I know feel good in my business and that are working for me. So as that is about everything that I wanted to share with you today, if you want to learn about the processes that will accelerate your business growth and get you outside of this um, side hustle mindset and become the CEO that you know you're meant to be, get on the wait list for Savvy and Seductive CEO. This is an eight-week group program where you'll learn the process that has helped me and my clients grow from 0K to 10K launches and with weekly calls where you can get hot seat coaching all while being held in a community to receive feedback and accountability. So if you're ready to stop waiting on sidelines and commit to your business transformation, I would love to see you on the wait list. Those that are on the wait list will get to take advantage of the early bird pricing by being the first to know when doors are open for enrollment. So the link will be down in the show notes. So get your butt on there so you don't miss out. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode today. If you did, let me know, send me a DM, and I just hope that you have a beautiful week and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Joe Kavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind-the-scenes trainings. If you are ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time.